Welcome to episode 80, 80 of All the Small Takes. As uh, we were discussing what's a coin this episode, I think I think we're just going to say that we're officially in wide receiver numbers. We're out of the lineman numbers. We're big 8-0, and I'm here with John and Cooper on a Sunday night. Cooper, how are you doing? Cooper's on the edge of his seat here. He's a little distracted. <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching uh, Double G Greg's first uh, managerial game uh you know with the u.s men's national team right now so the how's it going for his little stint uh it's frustrating we're playing like our c-level squad against panama's like c-level squad i'm just going through that right now actually they only have two players on this current lineup that played that i don't even know if they play it that went to russia for them um it's frustrating. This it's very sloppy, but it is it's attacking, it's aggressive, which is different. Um he's he's pressing high up the field, which is not something that previous US men national team coaches have done. So he is future of American soccer. Yeah. No, I don't know. We're ready to declare it after twenty seven minutes against Panama. Is this exhibition uh, or is this real? Exhibition. Yes, it's exhibition. Okay. Exclusive, John, how are you? Exclusively exhibition. Doing well, doing well. <laughs> I got my um I've been I've been baking a lot, so I'm pretty stoked about that. But not 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 Bloomington baking. Sorry, I need to clarify that. <laughs> not that kind of baking. More like Mary Berry, Great British Bake Off. Do you have oh, Hollywood? That kind of baking. What? 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 No. Wait, no, I what? Be, I need to be very clear about this. Um, since <laughs> I am applying to things. I am I am baking cookies and pancakes and okay. pumpkin pie. You know that that stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh gosh. Sorry. Okay. Um, no, that's uh, John was telling us some of the things he's been baking re- for real baking, baking, and uh, some tasty treats. <laughs> oh, I love that John decided to mention this. <laughs> I don't know if John, I don't think John loves it. <laughs> might need to, no. have, a, might need to have a, a cutting room floor discussion about this. <laughs> Maybe later. Maybe we could just bleep out that whole section. Let's put Cooper's, let's put Cooper's pr- profanity, superimpose that over what I was saying. That'd, yeah. That'd be better. Okay. We'll see. We'll talk. We'll take that one offline. Um, so, since this is already at risk of going off the rails, not even three minutes into the podcast, we'll let you know. We'll try to put it back on the rails and we'll let you know you can find us on social media Twitter at Small Takes. I'm not even going to do Instagram and Facebook, but you can uh, find us if you really want to reach us there. Email all the small takes at gmail.com, and then you can download and leave a review on iTunes. So speaking of soccer, we've got the U.S. men's national team happening now, happening live. But I don't even know. I'm just going to ask this question because this question was asked when we were doing pre-show talk. And I don't know what happened on Friday. Something happened on Friday in the soccer world that Cooper was really amped to talk about. Yeah, which is why I'd love to hear uh, John describe it. Oh, John, yeah, this is happened? John's segment. Right. I apologize. This All right, is, so yeah. we'll roll into the relegation update. Um, so failing Manchester United has failed to get any ground in the past week that we gave them on, um, <laughs> on Arsenal. So still in the same spot, still really kind of right on the edge of being right on the edge of being right on the edge of being relegated. Um, sorry, I think my I think my internet may have messed up there. You know, might have sound like I repeated myself twice, three times, but I didn't. Uh, so yeah, uh, Man United really in a bit of a tailspin. Um, not really sure what they're going to do in the league, uh, but 
they did they played one of the in england they have a lot of like cup competitions and some of them really don't matter at all and so if you're a really good team you you know just kind of throw them so you have more time to prep for other games that are more important like the like the europa league um so (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, arsenal arsenal dropped the game on friday scored a goal so really you know that's really all you want to do when you go out to these garbage games is just get on the scoreboard and then then go home um unless you're already at home and then uh yeah, Arsenal lost three in Manchester United at home. It was not a good game. <laughs> not a good game. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. Arsenal. It was what? for the FA Cup. It was for that. So FA it doesn't Cup, really matter. Which is so uh, pretty important. Both teams played, I would say, pretty close near their uh, top squads. Yeah, they did. Except Mine, for Urzel. Like two or three players on both sides. Yeah. No, the worst part was that Alexis Sanchez scored. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's his first goal for Manchester United all season, but uh, I think it's his third goal all season. There you go. He has he's, had a he's terrible. He's not, he's no, not he And then, yeah, he comes in and scores a goal at his former club, which was awesome. Is Manchester United okay, still? Uh, are they still undefeated since Jose Mourinho? Yeah, they've now won eight straight games. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's not even just undefeated; they've also failed to tie. So they're getting all victories from their games. Keyword there, fail. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's not, lose, have, let's not lose the they, forest for the trees. They have failed in that way. No, so the FA Cup for our uninformed soccer fans uh, is a, is actually a pretty big tournament. Man United and Arsenal, I'm pretty sure, are the um, top two, I think, winning us teams. Yeah, uh, winning us so. that tournament. Um, it's the biggest domestic tournament in the world. Um, yeah, so that, I, what it, what happens is every plus now makes you yeah. you know, pay five dollars to watch it, but whatever. Every single soccer team in England down to the pub leagues competes. And so it's really like the idea is it's like they're the the best soccer team in all of England. The all England soccer team is kind of the idea. Um but at the same time in the earlier rounds, a lot of the bit the better clubs will put in worse team like they're worst lineups because they're like, look, if we win, it's great, but we need to focus on winning the actual league, winning the Premier League because it's a little more important. Um, but here at the top level, like when you get to, they were in like the quarterfinals, I think, right? No, it was actually no, still really was... early on. I think really they were on the get... squads because they got the craziest of draws. Yeah, how did they get drawn together then? That's ridiculous. I don't know. Tottenham lost today. They played Crystal Palace. I mean, that's still a Premier League team, but they were still oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, Tottenham's terrible. They <laughs> stink. Tottenham's the worst. We could just pivot to a Tottenham hating podcast. Uh, we might we might have to think on that one. Um, I think I so dumb dumb soccer fan moment for me this weekend. I was what watching a bad oh. pass. Like, what are you doing? God. Okay, sorry. No, no, it's okay. This is the raw emotion that the listeners crave from our podcast. Three B two, and he just decides to play it right into the Panamanian defender. <sighs> okay, you're getting a peek behind the curtains of Cooper's, yeah, Cooper's man cave. Um, no, I was thinking this weekend watching the SEC Big Twelve Challenge for college basketball. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if other sports did like cross league tournaments, like soccer, for example? Wouldn't it be cool if they had like the best in like, or like everyone from a like 
given league playing like a league of leagues. And I was like, wait a second, this is the there this exists. It's called the Champions League. But then yeah. I thought, what if the MLS did this with the European leagues? My question for you guys is would the MLS is there any chance the MLS could compete? Any like the best the best MLS team. Yeah, well, the, the MLS our own version of the Champions League, which is the CONCACAF yeah. Champions League. Um, mm-hmm. and competes against Central American soccer leagues. Uh, and an MLS team has failed to win that league. Um, we've only advanced to the finals once, and that was last year. Toronto did. Uh, I, don't I don't know how much the clubs prioritize it, though, to be perfectly honest. Toronto definitely did when they made it far. Yeah. Um, I, I doubt that many of the MLS teams prioritize it because I don't think there's really any money in it. That's know. why it's called the CONCACAF Champions okay. League instead of the UEFA Heineken whatever the heck wow. thing. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Cooper's just having, Cooper's having a, a breakdown. Yeah. No, but, we would, no, we would we'd get the snot kicked out of us. Um, yeah. Maybe we could beat like some of the Dutch league. We could probably take some of them. Maybe. And maybe some yeah. of the, the lower German league, no. but not... No. Not the Bundesliga. We couldn't we couldn't oh. do anything against them. The Bundesliga two. <laughs> yeah. That's, the that's, MLS that's Bundesliga two challenge coming to you next year <laughs> on ESPN plus. No, I don't think uh, lots of like kind of your average soccer fans realize that at least in my opinion, I think this is I don't know, probably lots of people share this opinion. Um the Champions League is like the highest quality of soccer. There is. It is. I mean, lots of people put like the World Cup there, but it's not because those teams only have like three weeks to train together and all that sort of stuff. Champions League is the highest quality soccer you're going to get. And MLS teams would they wouldn't even come close to competing someday. It'd be embarrassing. Is, but shouldn't that be the goal for MLS? Like, is do you think there's ever a future where MLS competes in something like that? No. It's okay. too. Yeah, it'd be probably too expensive with the travel. Can we play wreak havoc on? Um, schedules because they play so many they play they play like how many games do they play a season already domestically is it like 20 (laughs) okay sorry that's all who scored (laughs) wait Um, does that mean did did something happen yeah we scored (laughs) who this guy named Mihailovic Mihailovic the future of U.S. soccer Future of Panamanian soccer. He's American. Oh, that's, a, that's important <laughs> clarification. Yeah, that was a, that was Cooper celebrating the Panama teams going up one nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knew I was a Panamanian soccer fan? Uh huh. Yeah, that, that was what I was. <laughs> Cooper the Panamaniac. All right. Uh, this has been eleven minutes of soccer talk. Anything else? Oh, I love it. So great. Love it. Let's just keep going. I MLS don't preseason. know if I, phys- I don't know if I physically can. The other thing on the agenda is MLS preseason. I don't even know. I think John snuck that on the agenda last minute. I don't know anything uh, about it. I have no updates. All I know okay, is that cool. a lot of teams are in Florida getting rained out right now. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's all I got. Move on. Cool. All right. One nothing yeah. USA. Uh, yeah. That is enough soccer. To the NBA then. Uh, we haven't talked about the NBA in a while because we haven't. We've only done two podcasts in like six weeks, but in that time, James Harden has been doing stuff, doing lots of stuff with no 
help or assist from his teammates. But we did learn tonight that his unassisted points streak is over thanks to a handoff from Kenneth Fareed. He's, um, he's also <laughs> been, been frozen at 28 points. Yeah. You know, since scored <laughs> since we started talking about this. <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's right on the edge of he. We presume he will at some point tonight reach thirty points, um, which would extend his streak of thirty points to uh, a lot of games in a row. A lot of games. A lot of games in a row. I don't know the exact, but now that Chris Paul is back, he's not having to carry as much of the offensive burden for the Rockets. So it makes these hypotheticals maybe a little less fun, especially this first one. But I want to ask it anyway. So throwing out Wilt's 100 points, which is has I think you have to asterisk that for a number of reasons, one of them being that it's questionable that it even happened. What? That's it, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. No it's video. questionable. No video. Yeah. yeah. What do you I think mean? That's, that's fair to say. Well, I think that's the millennial view of it. I don't mm-hmm. know. If it's not a video, did it happen? Doubt everything. That's, Stay woke, John. Yeah, that's idiotic. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to record it, did it happen? I don't know. Fun fact, Kevin and I were walking in a forest like probably two months ago. Tree fell. It was wild. Did you record it? Insane. it? No, we didn't. It didn't happen. But you were there, so you heard it. We were there. It. <laughs> we heard it, but we couldn't see it. We heard it, but could not see it. Mm. This got really meta all of a sudden. <laughs> so let's, let's back it up. Um, the modern record, I will say without disparaging Wilt, is Kobe's 81. So do you give Harden, let's say, like over under 50% chance he could do this? Is it more or less likely that he could do this, John? He could beat Kobe's record. I think, I think it's probably more difficult with Chris Paul in the lineup. Um, but if Chris Paul goes out again, then I'd give him a decent I don't know, I'd give him like... Uh, I don't know. Five and three odds, making it <laughs> okay. Well, a little more than two to one, you know. Like I, I that's pretty, pretty good. Um, I think he, he has a decent shot. Cooper, what do you think? Depending yeah. on Chris Paul, depending on Chris Paul being. So gone. let's assume this is a Chris Paul less universe. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I, I'd say. Five out of four. Because, I mean, because they're right on the edge of playoff um, seating, too. And I think when you're that close, you feed whoever can score the ball. And you say, just go for it. Keep us in. Um, Are we, like, talking career this season? Uh, yeah, season. this season, I guess, because you could say career. Like, he seems to be the player in the NBA right now most – positioned to go after that kind of mark yeah so i think it's possible that he does it i don't know if like 50, i think 50 percent is high like i still think that 81 mark is crazy in today's nba but i do think Harden scoring all these points and he's shooting rather poorly from three um even his like 61 that came in msg the other night I don't think he shot remarkably well from three. He was five uh, of twenty. Yeah, so if he gets if he gets hot from behind the arc and manages to shoot like twenty five free throws, um, yeah, I could see him breaking eighty one. But I don't think I, 
I think 50% is high, even for his career. But it's not that far off. I don't know. He definitely, in my mind, has the best chance of anyone currently playing in the NBA. So if he made, say, 10 of those 20 against the Knicks, that puts him from, what did he score, 61 to 76. Yeah. And And once you're at 76, that's like Devin Booker range of like, they're just going to feed him the ball on every, not that they don't do that anyway, but like they, (laughs) like he would be able to, I think, make a push for it, get to the line, get to the rim, whatever you need to do. If he gets within say eight points of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he just got his 30th point tonight. Hey, the streak lives on. (laughs) Pop the, the pre- champagne, right? That preserves that one of our Berman Super Bowl thing. props. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. The only the other James Harden question here, and this may be more, I don't know. This is this is more of a sustained success question. The again, modern record, you have to discard like four different Wilt Chamberlain seasons to get to this. But the modern record for points per game in a season is thirty seven point one, which was Jordan. Do you think same question, chances that Harden can beat that. Because I think he is, was he at 36 a game right now? He is at like 36.2. So he's he's a point off that mark, which means he would have to he would have to maintain and be like a notch above this pace that he's on right now to get there. But what do you think the chances of that are, Cooper? I still think that's a tough one to beat. Like, so I'm still putting it under 50. But once again, I like he's not that far off. He's definitely the best shot at beating it. I have no idea. Like, obviously that was before, right? That was his like 89 season, I think. Jordan's 89 season. That was pre Pippen, pre Rodman. It's pre us. So <laughs> yes. I have no idea how he managed to do that um, without really the three point shot being like a big deal, like it is today. What a pass. All right. That was not not a good follow-up. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. I think at some point, Harden has to rest. He like They have to start gearing up for the playoffs, and I think that's where his points are going to kind of die down. I don't know if he can rest, though, because he's – I mean, it depends on how great Chris Paul's doing, but they're, they're like two games away from not being in a playoff spot. Yeah, so the Western Conference is like super tight, right? Like three through yeah. – 10 or something like that um i don't know they can't continue to push him it's not just like the minutes he's playing it's the fact that he is dominating the ball nearly yeah, the every- usage yeah his usage i think is like twice the average right it's in the 40s i think it's higher than russ's was that first uh post kd season which is yes. like the pinnacle for usage last time i checked it it was like in the 40s, which I'm pretty sure the average usage rate for an NBA starter is in the 20s. I'm pretty sure is how that works. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, while Cooper looks that up, just to close the knot He's on this. He's 40% of the time. That's yeah. ridiculous. Which is more likely, him getting and beating Kobe's 81 or him getting and beating Jordan's 37? Just really quick, John. 81 because he's got to he's got to do more than what he's done so far to beat the 37.1 and that's that's a lot that's a lot yeah i'd agree all right so yeah his usage rate is in the 40s it's 40.3 and so the average is 20 right because 100 divided by 5 is 20 um so yeah he is 
forty percent of the time. I know. Mind blown. Hey, John, who do you think is in second for uh, usage rate? Joel Embiid. Yeah. Just is it, are you see the thirties? Yeah, it's the reason I gave yeah. you that. I was scared about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid working together. It's because Joel needs his touches. Well, Joel's averaging is has hit thirty points a lot. He uh, he hit the whatever thirty point uh, game mark faster than uh, LeBron did. I'll just say it's a good thing they didn't that they haven't got out and acquired a ball dominant and potentially locker room problematic uh, third player, third star. That would be well. He's guess. man. That would, what a travesty that would be. He's got a potentially broken wrist right now, so <laughs> you know, convenient. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, really quickly, one other NBA topic before we get to the All-Star Game uh, starters. We're not going to do an All-Star Game draft, if you remember that great moment in Small Takes history. Uh, Nick Collison is getting his jersey retired by the Thunder. Do we like this? Because I've seen diverging opinions uh, on the Twitters. Do we like Nick Collison getting his jersey retired as someone who is never anything more than a bench player for the Thunder, Cooper? Uh, I don't really have an opinion. I was I'm very confused though. Like when the headline popped up, I was like I had to go back and like double take, look at, look at his stats, and definitely did not get. It. So the reason I guess behind giving him the retired jersey was because he was with the franchise his entire career, and he was Pro- a good person. Well, he was right? not only that; he was with the franchise from its like inception in Oklahoma City. Sure, which, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I think it's a weird move. <laughs> I think they're, I don't, it's a weird move. I don't really get it. But I guess they're probably just dying to put someone's jersey up in the rafters. So just give it to Nick Collinson, I guess, because we can't wait for Russ to retire. I don't know. Yeah, there's, this re- there's this really <laughs> cool photo of him with blood all over his face. So maybe that's why. I don't know. There was a game when he played for the Thunder where, like, I guess he bled out of his forehead and got blood all over his shoes. And apparently, his shoes are going to be auctioned off on eBay for a lot of money. Last time I checked, they didn't win an NBA championship. Uh, I'm like, he he went to two Final Fours with Kansas. And oh, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's Midwest. He's a Midwestern hero. Yeah. This is this is so clearly Oklahoma City, not so subtly continuing to take digs at Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, look at the loyalty yeah. on this guy. This yeah. is what That's a true a true franchise player looks like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. But I do like it. I think I don't know. I think that given the circumstances of that franchise, and given that it's not a big market, it's like a very much like they try to frame themselves as this like working class kind of like, like what Memphis always tried to be the, the grit and grind, but they were like grit and grind with a little bit more flash with KD. I don't know. They, they seem like they value and it like fits the Midwest whole Midwest ethos of like loyalty, hard work, head down type player. So I, I like the move it, like ingrains that in the franchise. Cause that will be the first and like that would be the only jersey retired there. That's until- literally the bar you're setting. They're gonna have to retire every single jersey number. <laughs> Steven Adams is getting his jersey yeah. retired. Now he's gonna get traded. 
Got to trade all the old guys. His jersey number retired. Are you kidding me? Stephen Adams is ten times the player Nick Conson was. <laughs> it's not even close. Does Dion Waiters get his jersey retired? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. And so in the so, if th- in the modern NBA with guys like leaving after you know every three seasons or you know. Kyrie talking about leaving Boston and going to his third team, and he's probably going to be on like five teams before he finishes, and like the Carmelo saga. I mean, maybe this is maybe this is where franchises are going, where it's like, look, we want we're going to value the guys that stick around for a long Seth time. Seth is going to have his jersey retired because he played defense for three years. <laughs> the only one, the only one. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think like to John's point how rare this is in the NBA today, I think that does make it something worth commemorating. But what a move would that be if they just start retiring every single like player's number besides KD's? Yeah. It would be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> James Harden. The only player. Know. Yeah, James Harden. <laughs> Josh McRoberts is getting his jersey yeah. retired. Okay, so this this segues nicely into uh, what other bench players in the NBA, we, like what other, uh, I guess like off the beaten path players would you like to see get their jersey retired, whether active or like recently retired players? Yeah, TJ McConnell McConnell's <laughs> getting his jersey retired by the Sixers. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So great. No, they talked about trading him. Some teams inquired, I think, about his availability, which is, which is just wild. It's great. Um, in the same vein of like a player that embodies a team, Tony Allen in Memphis put that guy's jersey in the rafters. Tony Memphis. Allen, like the, the all-time pest. I don't know because he he was a, he was a good Celtic, but I feel like he like made his he had his best seasons with the Grizzlies, like those Grizzlies teams that kind of pushed the Spurs in the West for a couple of years. Like they were like, they didn't see the train coming at them. That was the three point shot in the golden state warriors. And they were trying to build this brand of basketball around Zach Randolph and Marcus all. You know, um, Oh gosh. Andre Iguodala for the warriors. Oh, um, he'll get it. He's going to get a statue. That's <laughs> yeah. a statue. The founder. Wait, I'm going to say one, and this should be the end of the discussion. Delhi in Cleveland. Not Milwaukee? Or Milwaukee, or both. both. Should, should, should Delhi get the Jackie Robinson treatment? Just every, every NBA team. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, man. I can't think of anyone. I'm trying. All right. All right. My first thought was gone, but his jersey is actually retired. Who? Bruce Bowen. Oh. Okay. So, do we have any thoughts on the All Star Game starters? The Team Giannis, Team LeBron. Any any snubs? So, Team Giannis was Embiid, Kyrie, Kawhi, and Kemba Walker. Team LeBron was Steph, uh, Kevin Durant, Paul George, James Harden, <laughs> and well, uh, I really like the first couple picks are going to come out of the West. So, how does the format work now? It's LeBron gets pick and Giannis gets second pick and they go back and forth. Okay, so they're gonna fill out the next seven spots on their roster, basically. Well, they fill out. No, they draft the starters and then they get to draft. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's like a there's a two buckets where they have to take all the starters first. Yep. And then they get to take the reserves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think people, it's gonna be interesting. 
because I think the best center uh, in the league was not a starter. So, Anthony Davis was snubbed. Um, I mean, Joel Embiid's a starter, so... Yeah, so like I said, the best center in the league was not named as a starter for the All-Star game. Oh, Nikola for... Jokic. Yeah, Jokic also wasn't a starter. Uh, we also don't know like what the bench players are going to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ben so, Simmons. I can't wait for LeBron to take Kyrie with the like first pick. This is going to be great. Are you ready for Kyrie to go to the Lakers? <laughs> and then they're going to like bro hug? Yeah, no, because did you guys see LeBron's Instagram? Little, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Believe in the Celtics. <laughs> All I know is they had their little, you know, bro chat where Kyrie needed to, you know, ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. He acknowledged that he he was he didn't appreciate how hard it was for LeBron in Cleveland. He doesn't like playing. He doesn't like. He doesn't like being the guy anymore. Yeah. That's <laughs> shocker. God, if Kyrie reunites yeah. with LeBron, I don't even know what I'll do. I'll be happy. I'll just buy Kyrie and LeBron Lakers jersey. Why not? Let's do it. Do you Go still ahead. have your Kyrie Cavs jersey? Yeah, I do. You didn't cool. burn it? No. Isn't that like now vintage? Isn't I think I have rights to it, technically. I think we Is agreed that... to a contactual Oh, I think we did agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> On the podcast, there's records of it. Let's okay. go dig those up. John can, John can get the legal documents prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're not gonna pick All Star Game starters um, like we did last year. If you if you missed that wonderful wonderful segment we did, uh, go just go back to this time last year and I won, you lost. <laughs> yeah, Jonah Bolden was an All Star last year. The, all, the small takes All Stars. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, with some other random Sixers. Never forget. Furkan, he had Gork Moss. I know he does. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that goes down in small that. takes lore next to uh, caller number one. And uh, don't forget about the uh, all American teams that never officially. Aired. Oh, yeah. The lost yeah. tapes that we never hit record. <laughs> the ghost, ghost all American teams. <laughs> yeah. Yep. People will talk about those for years. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, oh, John put the Great British Bake Off in the. I do want to agenda. know more about John's baking. <laughs> yeah, John, care to elaborate? Yeah, oh, sure. yeah. Two yeah. Minutes, you get two minutes to talk about baking. Oh, great. Um, so uh, this past weekend, what did I? I made a uh, banana and cherry loaf. Um, so that was pretty good. I had to make my own bread flour, which really isn't that difficult. I found out, but. Um, so that, I had to overcome that, um, but I made that. I made a pumpkin pie too, but I used evaporated milk instead of sweetened condensed milk, and that actually makes a humongous yeah. difference. Um, yeah, a lot of ice cream on the pumpkin pie. Uh, but no, but the, the, so this week I'm looking forward to making a. Well, maybe not this week. I ordered a um, basically a nonstick pastry kind of covering for my counter. It's like a, a sheet that you roll out, but it's like plastic, so you can wash it and put it in the dishwasher and everything. I'm going to make some soda bread this week, and I've got a couple different soda bread recipes in this uh, Great British Bake Show um, recipe book, so I'm really excited. I, the, I might make the... I'm down to the uh, crunchy bacon soda bread and the uh, um, like farmhouse oat, wholemeal oaty soda bread. So it's, probably, it's between those two. I got to get a kitchen scale too, though, because the Brits weigh. Mm-hmm. They they do everything by weight. They don't do it by volume. But it's so much more accurate. Yep. So much more accurate to weigh your it's ingredients. To get your weights right. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You really don't want to mess that up. <laughs> no. Um, should we put it to the Twitter universe about what you should, what soda bread you should make? And also, oh, yeah. um, can you explain really quickly what soda bread is? Um, soda bread is like very dense bread, basically. Uh, have you, you've never had soda bread? Wow. Uh, no, nope, it's clearly. like kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like super dense bread um, and okay. it's really good toasted or you have it with soup and things. I don't know. You can eat it with a lot of different things. Okay. I mean, these are, I've never had flavored soda breads. I've just had normal like uh, wheat soda bread. So, okay. Let's put it out to the people. I'll, I'll take the lead on this one since someone, the chief, Mar- the chief, uh, Engagement officer. See, the CEO has been negligent on his duties. I don't know what you're talking about. So, John, do you <laughs> give your baked goods away or do you sell them? No, uh, yeah. So I bring them to the young adult group of the church. We have a parish nice. council meeting t- tomorrow, so I'm probably going to bribe the parish counselors um, with food since I got to run that. Um, the, the meetings generally go much better if there is food brought at the beginning. Um, I found. Yeah, I would imagine. Everyone seems to just be much happier about mm-hmm. spending uh-huh. two hours yeah. on a Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things are probably a little funnier. Yeah. I know. So, but that's going to be like, um, there's also, there's a recipe for like basically making an, a stovetop cake in here. And I am probably going to do that for tomorrow because I just don't have, I don't have a ton of time tomorrow to do stuff. So, I'm pretty All stoked. Right. It's been three minutes. So, yeah. cut, cutting your vine. All right. All right, back to football, pivoting to football. Uh, the Super Bowl is happening next Sunday night. We have gone through the prop bets. We have given ourselves 600 imaginary dollars to wager on. We're going to do one more pick six. This will be the last pick six of the 2018-19 uh, football season, which, wow, that's like it's a big, maybe a moment of silence for football. This this is this is the end of the line for whoa, football. Whoa 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 whoa! Um, we've got the I don't know the union, the association, whatever the heck the new. Oh, thing is that's called. true. That's true. We have I these, even know these what it's like called. these uh, startup leagues that are making some noise, but this is the end of the line for college and national football league football. So let's take a moment to re- to remember this. Savor this because it's a long way till uh, Notre Dame, Louisville on Monday night, Labor Day. Okay, that was a good moment of silence. Uh, prop bets for the Super Bowl. Um, start with this one. We get to allocate our six hundred dollars however we want. Also, we should say that. So if you want, well, we to have put, to bet on everyone. Yes, to put at least a penny on everyone, John, or at least uh, a do- dollar. Dollar, dollar, a dollar. Our units, pennies, yeah, yeah, we're going with dollar units. Okay, so do with that what you will. First prop: How many times will the broadcast mention Sean McVay's age? Over under one and a half. Cooper. Oh, I'm not ready. John. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm taking the over. Um, and I'm going to put um, $500 on this. <laughs> heavying this heavying is up. <laughs> yeah, is, are we sure this isn't a typo? And it's not like in the first uh, quarter? How many times will they mention his name? Because that does seem seems low. They just need to mention it twice. They're just going to mention it twice. They got to say it at the beginning of the broadcast and then say, 
he's young, he'll be back, or wow, youngest guy ever to win a Super Bowl. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. What constitutes an age mention? Is it uh, oh. just saying young, or is it like Sean McVay is 33? I think it's his exact age. I think that's right. That might be why oh, the line's gosh. a little lower. John, do you want to reconsider? All right. I still think over is the right play. I still think over is definitely the right play. Um, I'll do over as well, but put me down for just a hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna start out level here. So yeah. I'm doing hardcore math right now. I know Cooper's like head down, pencil pencil behind the ear, Matt Patricia style. People no, forget Matt Patricia had the pencil behind his ear, but his play sheet was laminated. No, 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 no. All right, I'm going to do McVay. Uh, let's do McVay's age over at, give me 150. Okay. You're going to do over at 150? We're all aligned. Yeah. What are you betting, Which, Jeff? 100. 100? 100, 100 on, on the over. So I don't have to worry about this other $50 hanging around? Um, <laughs> yeah, we're strictly working around numbers. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, that's, that's how I'm doing it. So when we did college football picks – when we were all on the same page this year, it actually tended to work out well. So we'll see if that carries through here. Uh, next, what song will Maroon 5 perform first at halftime? We don't have oh, them right. all listed here, but we I think we all have access to the songs and the odds. I can give you, I can give you odds on it as we... Yeah. So I think I'll take Payphone. Payphone, that's plus I, a thousand. Yeah, I seem to remember that had pretty high odds, and yeah, I think they're not going to go all the way like deep, deep into their catalog, but they're not going to start with a hit. I think Payphone. How much are now, you putting on? Uh, because I can get a big return here, I'm going to do uh fifty. Fifty. Okay, so we're looking at five hundred. Okay, Cooper. Uh all right, we're just gonna we looked these all up beforehand, right? You gave me I, she will be loved at like fifteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Plus yeah. All right. Uh let's just go with that at five dollars. I don't feel confident about it at all. Ooh. Oh gosh. But hey, you're playing you're playing that's smart money because uh, that's one twentieth of that. Uh um, <laughs> so it's like 70 bucks you're gonna get like 70 bucks back sweet okay give it to me um, okay john i'm also gonna take she will be loved um, I, hate, I hate how much i like that pick from both of you yeah so that's plus 1500 i'm gonna bet uh 200 the so thing is, I, is if John hits that, like he wins. That's game. Yeah, over. yeah. So we should have clarified that this is. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna count who has the most, most money, money, or or who is the least in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> after all this is done, so tune back in next week to find out. Uh, all right, over under seven and a half times that Romo predicts a play correctly. I also don't know how this is gonna be graded. I feel like this one's gonna be. Like, it's I ambiguous. Mean, it's very ambiguous, which is why I'm betting like no money under on it. I'll go under five dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeff. So I, I also want to take the under, but I think Cooper brings up a good point of we I need to defi- like if he says like are the Patriots 
he says that I think the Pats will go play action here. Does that count as a correct I feel prediction? Like at least give me like a route. I don't know though. Like if he says like play action bootleg, play action, and, yeah, and they count. do play action bootleg. I think that play that at least the direction. Then if he's doing that, he's got to do play action bootleg okay. to the rim. That's, That's fair. Uh, I think this is a classic overreaction bet. I'm gonna go with the under as well. I'll do another 50 here to even out my uh, my units to get me to a 200 currently on the board. Okay, um, I've got a hundred left. Yeah, <laughs> John Perkins uh, his money so fast. <laughs> well, because because I know what the other bets are. <laughs> I'm gonna do under. I've got a hundred left. I'll do ten. Uh, we're all on the same page again. Actually, no, no. I'm gonna do five. Uh, like Cooper. All right. All right. So 95 yeah. left. John feels exactly the opposite that I do, which is I feel like those first three bets were horrible bets. And the last three bets I feel a lot better at. Well, John's really? just playing the upside on those early ones. I'm playing so. the upside. The playing big time so playing the upside. upside. Uh, all right. The next one is going cross sport. James Harden, 30 points per game streak. So consecutive games in which he has 30 points at least versus Super Bowl ending. So the Rockets play, what did we determine? If you include tonight, four games, I think, between four now games. and the Super Bowl. And a well, lot. he's already hit 30 tonight. So, so he's hit 30 tonight. So he has three games left, two of which are back-to-back against the Nuggets and the Jazz. Road back-to-back, I believe. So yeah. um, you have to factor that in. But if he makes it through that, then this back, and if you pick him, then this back, back cashes. So uh, what's the payout for the James Harden streak? We don't have that. Uh, it's minus 120. But the Super Bowl ends first. Uh, give me a second. So while, while John does right. that. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, man. Chris Paul back playing back to back road. I don't know. He's, but he's like, if he gets to the line 20 times, he's two-thirds of the way there. <laughs> like, this is so easy. He got to make five other field goals. Yeah. He's got to luck his way into a couple of layups and maybe a three, and it's over. Uh, I'll take the streak. I think this is going to keep going. <laughs> How much are you putting on it? Uh, that's right. Um, another 50. Another 50? If you can't tell, I'm saving my dollars for something. Yeah, apparently. All right, I'm gonna take the streak too. Um, I has I have to ask the rules commissioner though. Am I allowed to bet both uh, soccer prop bets? You can bet both sides if you want. Yeah, those are gonna be lumped together, but yeah, you can. So I can bet different. Both you can put those. yeah, and you can put different amounts on each. You can you could bet on both sides of any of these if you wanted to. No, no, no. I'm saying like whatever. Okay, I think Jeff gets what I'm asking. So I'm gonna yeah. only put. I, this one is the one I'm feeling most confident about, um, but I'm going to lower it so I have more money later. We'll do 150 on the streak. Are you guys feeling this? You guys aren't feeling this. One. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to take uh, the streak also. <laughs> There's not a lot of variance here. You know, for... Fine, I'll take the Super Bowl then. <laughs> 
I'll I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to peer pressure you. I'm putting you $5 into... on it anyway. And it's okay. not, this is not, this is not a big return. Um, bet this one, Yeah. the odds on it's it. Okay. Were not, I think the odds were both 120 minus 120. Okay. Um, to be honest, I think that's why I just put that in there. All right. Uh, we have two left, but this next one is to lump together like Cooper alluded to. So this is, uh, we'll start with the first one. Arsenal and Man City play, I'm assuming on Sunday or Saturday. Next weekend at some point. Yeah. Um, it's to- total goals in that game versus Rams total sacks in the Super Bowl. All right. So this I this is my like second favorite one because I feel really good about this. That even though the Rams defensive line is really good, which ultimately I do think this matchup between the Rams defensive line and the Pats offensive line is really what's going to determine the game. Um, the Pats offensive line has been unreal. Uh, this postseason and granted they haven't played I think anyone who is as talented as the Rams because I don't think there is anyone as talented from just a personnel standpoint Um, but if you've watched soccer this year you know Arsenal's defense is incredibly porous uh, and City's attack is ridiculous Um, and when Arsenal played Liverpool I'm pretty sure it was what was it John five nothing uh, I think it might have been five one. Okay, so sweet. That even makes it a little bit better. Um, I could see a very similar scoreline going down. I don't think the Rams get five sacks, but I kind of think that's how many goals are going to be scored. So I'm taking the Arsenal City goals uh, at a hundred. All right, hundred bucks on yep. Arsenal City. Yep, goals over sacks. All right, I'll go the other way here. Um, because I do think this is to Cooper's point the biggest team on team matchup in the Super Bowl the Patriots O line versus the Rams. And the Patriots O line held very much held their own against the Chiefs, but the Rams front is a different beast. And I just think Brady will get put on the ground a couple times. And he'll also, I think, I mean, he's, he is 41. People don't talk about that, but I don't know if you guys knew that. He's 41. So he's going to protect himself, and I could see him doing the, the Eli Manning sack where he gets he feels a little bit of heat and does the turtle. Um, I could see them getting like sacks are a fickle thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And if they get him on the ground three times or if they're more than three sacks, I don't think this game with my extensive soccer knowledge is going to – I could see it being like one nothing. This is what I feel in my gut. So give me the, the Ram sacks. Hmm. Oh, dude. You're putting way too much faith in Arsenal's defense. Yeah. I hate hate when people do that. That's never a good idea. You don't want to put faith in defense at all. Especially Um, when they're missing their two starting center backs. Yeah. um, I'll do this for 50, John. Doing it for 50? (laughs) Did you you find the odds somewhere? Uh, We can look that up later. Okay. Let's let's just get our dollar (laughs) amounts down, and uh, we'll figure out the return later. Of this very important, definitely real bet. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm following Cooper's lead. Um, even if they score two goals, even if they draw one one, or Man City just scores two, or Arsenal just scores two, that's um, still going to be more than the Rams are going to get sacks. I'm trying to figure out how many sacks the Eagles got last year when they had just their all otherworldly. D line and they were playing out of their minds. Um, let's see. 
and it was one. So <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna put uh, fifty down there. So. So you're going with the goals. Can I put fifty? I can't put fifty down. Jonas <laughs> at fifty to spend. I'll put. <laughs> Five. I think I'm putting fives down now. Yeah, I'll put five down. <laughs> All right. John, John's playing with the penny stocks. Yep. Isn't diversified um, portfolio that much. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So the second half of this cross-sport prop uh, is another soccer goal total versus the Patriots total sacks. So this is Leicester City versus Man U hitting another one of the uh, the clubs of this podcast, Man U. Um I'll start here, I guess. I'll take the Patriots total sacks because I don't know. Again, any I, Manchester United is playing well. I do know that. Uh, Leicester City was good at one point in time. They won the the league with pretty long odds. I don't think they're good anymore. This could be like two nothing, and I think the Patriots uh, will need to put pressure on Goff because Goff is very much a rhythm passer um, and they have Rams have a very much rhythm offense. And I think part of the, a big part of the Patriots game plan will and should be disrupting Goff, making him throw under duress. So uh, I'll take the Patriots total sacks. How much? 50. 50. You're certainly saving your, your coin. Saving my bullets. Cooper. All right. Yeah, so I've, I talked myself down off this one a little bit. Um, this one I was feeling pretty good about until Jeff started talking, uh, and he convinced me the other way because I was actually leaning towards what Jeff was saying, um, which is <laughs> and, Patriots. And so now I'm going to kind of not take the Patriots. Um, so here's my logic. I think that this game is at Leicester for United. Um, originally, I kind of saw it being a low-scoring game because I think United will win. Uh, and I think they'll just kind of put a priority kind of on scoring first and kind of bunkering down and just winning one nothing. But that really hasn't been the philosophy that uh, Solskjaer has kind of used, and it's typically like, especially against teams that he thinks are beneath them, which he probably definitely thinks Leicester are, um, he will put the pedal down and definitely score or try to score more than once. So I'm having a tough time picking the Patriots. It's ultimately still what I'm going to do because if they manage to bring Mahomes down as much as they did last week, I think they can certainly bring Goff down. Um, I'm just not going to put as much money on it. Um, so I'm only going to do Pat Sachs at 75. All right. Um, and my analysis here is not really going to change much from what anyone else has said. Uh I'm a little less confident in Man in Leicester City's ability to score, but they have scored at some point in time this season, and Man United has scored quite a bit too. And while no one has to score to win a soccer to end a soccer game, <laughs> I still like that more than Patriots' ability to sack. Um, I believe that the Rams are going to trot out their rather effective running game again this week, and we're not going to see as many dropbacks as we all might think. So. Okay, so pause. How much money do we all have left? Yeah, I'm trying to count that. I'm <laughs> trying right to now. do some uh, mental math here. I think I have two hundred and fifty dollars left because I did fifty. Fifty is a hundred. Two hundred. Fifty. 
It's 200. You have 300. I think you've been 350. Yeah, so I have 250 left. Yep. Hold Cooper on. has bet two, three. Cooper's bet 385. Yep, that's what I got too. Okay, sweet. So I Cooper bet has... 520. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so the last bet on the board is Patriots minus two and a half versus the Rams. John, with your 80 remaining dollars, which way are you leaning? Going with the den of sin and death. And not Boston, <laughs> but uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Um, I'm not stupid. I'm not betting against the Pats, especially when they're wearing white and lost last year. Um, so I all my remaining money on the Pats. Okay. Do you want to articulate how much money that is? No, I don't know because I messed up. Is I think it it's two hundred fifteen. Yeah, two hundred fifty. Uh, yeah, I'll admit that's on the podcast. I don't care. I only thought we had five hundred dollars. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we changed it. We changed it right before we. Started. Yeah, we, we made a last minute adjustment. Well, I'm watching. We had an influx. We had a last minute influx of cash. Okay, oh yeah, sweet. I do. I like influxes of cash. Um, yeah, we found out under the seat cushion. Off guard. All right. Whatever. We'll just go with it. $215 on the Pats. All right. Uh, I will make my final $250 bet on the Pats. Minus two and a half. I think. And I think if they win, there is a very good chance that Brady and Belichick walk away. I don't think so. Brady. I, okay. I, should, I think there's a very good chance Brady walks away. I don't think there's a good chance Brady walks away at all. I think he hates people too much. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, have you seen like his comments and what he said to people? Yeah, he's a, he's I, a competitive, I, it kind of an a hole. You kind yeah. of need that to be great at something for 19 years consecutively without really much of a dip in performance. Um, no, I just think. I think Unless this you... is kind of like this would be a poetic way for it to end. Gets one more. I, don't, I I shouldn't have said they both walk off, but I think if Brady wins, he'll be very tempted because the guy like very clearly values his family and values like a career and life and interests outside of just football. Um, and I think does he wants. He, he yes, he yes what he does. What does he have outside of football? What if football is just a giant ploy to stay away from Giselle? <laughs> I I don't believe that. I think I think he's got. I mean, he's he's got the TB12 thing. He's got, he's doing. He's done like his own oh, yeah. video series. I just think he's he's thinking, starting to think about the long term. But he won't go just out if without. Okay, yeah, I knew that was coming. Anyway, because he was nothing, nothing. What he just spends his time kissing his boys on the lips. Yeah. It's a little weird. That's what he does. It's a little weird. <laughs> Uh, you guys suck. Out there. All right, <laughs> check check back okay. in next week. See who won the most money. Do you guys uh, want to know what your, what your ceilings are? Oh yeah, this is good. Uh, John, yeah. Well, because your ceiling is like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that high. Um, give me a second. I'm almost done. I was racing. Yeah. Are you doing this by hand? Or okay. Are you doing like a spreadsheet? Yeah, doing it by hand. Okay. Um, so. Cooper has the lowest uh, ceiling at eleven twenty, one thousand one hundred and twenty dollars. That's not. Uh, 
Jeff has the next highest at 1,560. I have the highest at 3,790. <laughs> Shocker. It's, um, it's exclusive. 3,000 of that comes from the song. <laughs> yeah, from the song. <laughs> That's so, if she will I be loved comes on john is going <laughs> yeah we, we all quit that's I it quit. yeah other. that's it <laughs> we should we should do a live like snippet of the next week's podcast right when the halftime show starts just to get live reacts yeah <laughs> might have to go like explicit tag for yeah that one episode it's gonna be like uh one of the songs that was like the heavy favorites and we're all gonna be disappointed i'm not i bet five dollars on it I feel pretty good about it it's going to be like maps or something. 50 ways to say goodbye. Yeah. Is the Jupiter song a Maroon 5 song? No, no it's Train. Okay. I get that, <laughs> I get that confused. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, all right, let's do the waste of data. We're at like 57 minutes on the podcast. Which is a hint to, to make your waste of data fairly quick. All right, go no, ahead, John. Get okay, on the waste of, waste of data. I've got a two-pronged waste of data. Both deal with the NCAA. Um, the first one is that they're studying ways to try and make overtime shorter, and they're not really sure what to do. What do we do? Do we maybe make people go for two right away? Do we maybe, I don't know, not let you kick field goals ever? I don't. They're like talking about how this is a problem. It's really easy to fix. Don't do overtime. Or do one overtime period and then go right to a tie. That's just it. Just end it. Um, and my second one is Mark Emmert, who said that they, he didn't want to do esports because he thought esports were too violent. And then everyone just tweeted out <laughs> pictures of J Jadavion Clowney killing that Michigan player back in whenever, or people just getting concussed and stuff. He's Mark Emmert is out of touch and just an oh, idiot. don't forget He's, that no girls play esports. Oh yeah, it, that was his other thing. He was concerned that mo that. <laughs> Esports are ninety five percent male, while football is ninety nine percent male at the, at the best. Like I, I think, with the rounding error, it's ninety nine percent. He's just a, he's a ridiculous human being, an individual. I'm yeah. sure he's a fine human being. He's a ridiculous president of the NCAA. He should not be running that, that this organization. It was a pretty hilariously tone deaf series of comments. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cooper. Yeah, so I am going to talk my waste of data, which isn't so much a waste of data. It's just me to rant at Roger Goodell, who I think is passes Mark Emmert as being the only uh, guy who runs his or sports organization worse. Um, still has yet to come out and make a statement about last week's uh, Saints-Rams game uh, and the horrible blown call that happened, despite um, you know being sued, I think, by several <laughs> Louisiana attorneys. Um, apparently, the Saints owner had a conversation with Goodell, but that's not been publicized. Uh, Benjamin Watson was the tight end for the Saints. Basically made a pretty bold statement saying that Goodell needs to make a statement. It's not like Benjamin Watson's a nobody. I'm pretty sure he's president of the NFLPA and well-respected around the league. Um, I just think it's ridiculous that he hasn't come out and said anything. And now we're at the point where just rumors are growing, which is that now uh, people in the league office are concerned that four of the officials in last week's game had residencies in Southern California. And so, I mean, like, oh. that's just where we're at. And that's what you get when you don't come out and just make a statement and say, hey, we messed up. And so really, that's all you need to do. Just, like, come out and say, we messed up. It was a pretty big error. We're looking at how we can improve it and reduce errors in future games. And, like, how hard is that? I just don't, I don't understand 
Have you seen the the ball was tipped truthers? Uh, that's a ridiculous idea that the ball was. No, I haven't. But the ball was not tipped. John, have you seen that? Have you seen that like the like the Pruder film level dissection that's happening when it's so clear from like one angle that the ball is never touched? And it doesn't like. I don't know why we're still it, talking it, about this punt. For the Kansas City game, he clearly touched the ball, Jeff. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and the ball don't lie. He, they threw an it, interception like a play later. It doesn't remove the fact that it was the NFL fine. The whatever his name is, Roby Coleman for the helmet to helmet hit. Whatever. Three yeah. days later. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just dumb. Goodell's dumb. Uh, All press is good press, though. <laughs> NFL's mantra. Yeah, that's that's the official PR strategy. They um, like have it all over the offices, hanging on the walls. Yep. Uh, my waste of data is John Gruden. Did you see what he was doing at uh, the Senior Bowl for college football? Giving out Oklahoma. I mean, sorry, giving out Raiders helmet stickers. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't. It's unclear if he thought he was drafting those players by like, like by just slapping them. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> I want you on my team next year, and I want you. Man, this drafting thing is really easy. Let me tell you. Sorry, I know that we're over, but Senior Bowl is also another waste of data. Like, why do we put so much stock in players playing in a bowl where they get do a we? week of coaching against – yeah, people definitely do. Yeah, no, a lot of people's stock has gone up and down based on it. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. They're playing. You have to assume that players playing in the Senior Bowl are not as good as players going like as your top players. Because if you're really good, you're not playing as a senior in college football. It's ridiculous. Just like the assumption. Ugh, whatever. The NFL draft is it's just ridiculous. I feel mm-hmm. like I, we should go and we should start a scouting agency. That's what we should do. Well, we do need to start scouting for the NFL mock drafts. Three point uh, one, two, three, four, five, sixers. Yes. Yes. Mark your calendars. Coming this April. <laughs> so stoked. Get ready. Uh, all right. That's the podcast. Uh, we broke an hour, but some post production might be able to trim that down. Thank you guys for sticking with us, tuning in, downloading, and subscribing. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We'll put up the poll. We actually will put up the poll of what John uh, should bake, what kind of soda bread John should bake this week. So make sure you chime in there. And yeah, we'll be back next week. And go Pats. Go Cats. Dope. <laughs>